Welcome to the Truth Map Podcast with me, Holly J, your resident psychological comedian and freelance philosopher. As a specialist in human behavior and volitional motivation, I help you figure out why you do what you do. Like why you open up the fridge just to stare at it, or why you text your ex back when you know he's gaslighting you, or why you open your phone to check the time, just to scroll Instagram, just to turn off your phone, just to realize you still need to know what time it is. We'll break down human behavior in ways you've never seen before and unlock the power of the physics of emotioning theory developed by one of our founders, Dr. Michael Lukens. And hopefully, if I do my job right, we'll have some laughs along the way. Okay. <laughs> So, um, this is, uh, one of our first truth map conversations and I'm here with Emily. She is the founder of the C word magazine. It's a publication based in the UK and, um, we're on here just to chit chat and talk about our lives and our goals and, um, try and impart some wisdom on, uh, anyone listening who's interested in goal achievement or, following their dreams and connecting and, and community and, and so forth. So um, I think what we'll do is we'll start with Emily. I'd like you to just give us a background about you and then kind of like your founder story for the publication. And then we'll dive into some of the questions I have. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm almost 28, actually, but in about two weeks. Um, so I am living in London and actually the C word kind of came about when the coronavirus lockdown happened in 2020, obviously, and everybody didn't really know what was going on. Everybody felt a little unsettled, I guess. Um, and about May time, so we were well into lockdown um, here in the UK. And about May time, I think boredom had really settled in. I was working full time, so I was one of the fortunate people who were still in full time employment. But I was locked down with my parents and I think at that point I was a bit like struggling in terms of what to do with my time on the weekends and I I kind of felt like I'd been I'd been someone who'd written kind of all my life I, I never pursued writing as a career but I you know written articles for various publications previously when I was a teenager and um, music reviews and that kind of thing and I always really enjoyed it but I kind of was thinking to myself that there wasn't like there were obviously women's magazines there are loads of websites for women that have amazing content but there wasn't like a source of I suppose candid stories about certain women's issues um that that kind of were breaking down a lot of the taboos that are associated with um you know things like female pleasure or something like um female genital mutilation and just things that are that go on in society and go on in different societies so I thought okay well if this place doesn't necessarily exist already or if I've not come across it maybe other people haven't come across it and maybe that's a good reason to just spend a bit of time creating something and and you know I'm very fortunate in that I have a marketing background um, and I also have a graphic design background as well so I could kind of do a lot of it myself and it became a very much like a a passion project really um that kind of just got bigger and bigger from May onwards really mm -hmm. that's amazing I think what I love about that is um you realize that the human experience is so varied and there's so many um people that are capturing the experiences that are sexy or like sellable 
And that doesn't yeah. leave very much room in traditional media and publications for the stories of people who um, aren't front and center. And so I think yeah. that's incredible that you were, you're highlighting the experiences of the, the people that other people don't want to. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like, for example, you take something like actresses being cast in film roles and, you know, a lot of actresses in Hollywood kind of, you know, say things like, you know, women's roles in acting aren't diverse enough because, you know, they're pigeonholed into certain uh, roles. But I think that, you know, women are so multifaceted. You can you can really like Cardi B and you can also really like fine art and you can also... um, be homosexual or heterosexual like there's so many different elements to women and what they enjoy and you know some of those enjoyments can be in contradiction with each other mm-hmm. no it's true um, I think you, you highlighted that best with the whole idea of like liking Cardi B but then being attracted to something sophisticated like fine art it's yeah it's a contradiction but it's possible and to pigeonhole people is to to say that there's one way of being which is completely incorrect yeah, but you know, like Cardi B's lyrics, for example, are considered art. It's just a different type yes, of art. You can be exactly. Oh, like... she's brilliant, and a brilliant businesswoman. <laughs> I know, such a good businesswoman. So I love that. So, um, you, so your background's in marketing, and and you have the graphic design stuff, and that's that's my background too, um, branding and and basically project management for big marketing strategies and stuff. So I love, I love what you've done and like you took your experience and you, even in your passion project, it's still, it still comes back to your root of who you are. And that's at the end of the day, marketing is about just sharing stories and sharing, even if it's just one brand story or if it's a couple clients or whatever it is, it's really about storytelling. So it seems like that's a natural inclination for you. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, there's some sort of, I mean, Maybe it sounds selfish, but that you know, I feel good being able to share stuff from other people, and it's you know, should I feel good for that? Probably not. It's a bit of a selfish way of looking at it, but I think like it's so nice to be able to showcase other people's work, not just my own. You know, it started off me rambling about you know bad waxing stories and Robert Patterson's <laughs> terrible pasta dish, you know, but it's now elevated into so much more interesting content. Mhm. That's awesome. I don't think I don't think you should knock yourself for like the fact that it brings something positive to your life. Um, I think we all know that like when you when you generate more love for somebody or for something or for more people or in some way you generate more love in your life, it creates more love inside of you. Like you are happy, you are joy filled, and and so there's nothing wrong with you t- having a takeaway from doing something good. And yeah, I love that you're, that, yeah, it's always nice to hear. Don't feel selfish. That's silly. Okay. So we have, um, a couple of questions that, that I want to, uh, pose. So one of the, the ideas was that this conversation, uh, with Emily was going to be about, um, goals and goal achievement and, um, just kind of how this past year has affected her and also how it's affected, you know, someone like her in this space, digital publication and, and uh, storytelling. And one of the things I do want to start off with is reading a paragraph from their website, the C word mag website that like was, it just resonated with me because really speaks to a a lot of what we talk about here at truth map. So I'm going to read it before I ask you this question. Um, So on their about page, it says, what is the C word? 
and then their answer is for us the c word is celebration what does the c word mean to you is it someone calling you one particular derogatory word is it creativity content collaboration cruelty community or change is it to challenge yourself to tell yourself you can do something is the c word the one word you never want to hear from your doctor whatever the c word is to you we want to hear about it and that was just something that like really resonated with me because you're really honing in on the individual's um, experience of living and how they attach meaning to things. And that's yeah. like at the basis of um, my, my, our founder's theory, the, the physics of emotioning. It's all about how we, how we assign meanings to the things that we experience in life. And the, the second question I had for you was, um, New Year's goals might be different from anything we've experienced in our adult lives thus far. How has it been different for you personally? And um, I also went on to say this is mostly because the meanings have changed in our lives. We've assigned importance to things that perhaps we hadn't before. So on top of um, how has the journey this past year been for you personally, what new meanings have come up for you this year? Yeah, I mean, I think if I look at 2020, like, if I looked at before the C word mag even existed, like I don't think, you know, I hadn't started off 2020 thinking, you know what, these are my goals for the year. I didn't have any kind of resolutions for the year. And if I did, I'm pretty sure that they were forgotten about by about 15th of January. Um, I think, you know, having something like COVID-19 come into your life and everybody's lives so unexpectedly and in such a, um, huge fashion any goals that I probably would have had in the beginning of 2020 would have been wiped away anyway but then starting starting the c-word I think it gives you that motivation to actually have personal goals and professional goals you know I I would say coming into a new year now coming into 2021 you know that goal of the c-word being about celebration still applies as it did in May it still very much is at the core of everything that we post about, everything that we encourage writers to write about is, you know, celebrate your story, celebrate, you know, great works of art, celebrate women in business and female entrepreneurs. Like, I think that goal will still always exist. It might just get kind of developed as we go on. Um, but I, I kind of want it to always exist. I want that idea of, celebration and collaboration and creativity it all kind of fits underneath the, the kind of primary goal of celebration like there are so many c words out there there's so many other words out there that can kind of fit into that but having that one big goal whether we have coronavirus or not and it's ironic that coronavirus starts with the starts with the but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know I think that would still be very much at the forefront of but definitely my thoughts, regardless of whether coronavirus kind of is in, in the world or not. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, personally, this year, I actually do have goals compared to last year. Um, I, you know, have, have definitely taken it on myself last year to kind of reflect on, you know, how I can be more sustainable in my personal life, um, how, um, you know, health has obviously become a very big part of, everybody's life and you know I've become pescatarian um for the first wow. time this year so you know I think while 2020 was very difficult you know there was a lot of grief going around there were still small silver linings and 
some of those small silver linings do kind of allow people to have the time to reflect on what their goals might be and how they can go about achieving them. I think you're you're absolutely right. And, and you touched on something that I recently um, wrote an article about in terms of personal goals and professional goals, and then like the sustainability of, you know, your personal life and stuff. I think one of the biggest mistakes we make is assuming that our personal and our professional goals are separate categories. When in reality, the professional goals, you know, have come about as a means to achieve our personal goals. If my personal goal is to um, expand my understanding of the world through travel, I kind of have to have And then in order to have money to do that, I have to, I might have to do something in a professional manner, like get a job. Yeah. But then the person who backpacks across the entire world and just gets a job at whatever country they go to and city they go to, um, what's to say that that wasn't their, you know, that was their personal goal, but who's to say they aren't a professional backpacker just because they haven't uh, made millions off of it. And, you know, I believe that we, we hone in on professional goals so much, and I'm guilty of this too, where we disregard personal goals like love and connection and celebration. Like, yeah. trust me, ups and downs are going to happen, but, um, and in your career and outside of it, but we really, as a society, professional stuff more so. And, and if we were to focus on the personal stuff, like seeking joy, seeking celebration, um, the professional goals kind of fall into place. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, it, you know, especially in terms of like things like mental health, I think, you know, if, if you actually take that time, because some people have been offered some time, you know, throughout, especially in the UK, because people were furloughed in 2020, and they had a bit more time to actually look inwards to then be able to look outwards. Um, so I, I yeah, I 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we were, I think my favorite tweet that I found um, it was, I don't know who it was by, maybe Hannah Burns. Um, she, she said, oh no, 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 it wasn't her. It was, a uh, Alyssa Limparis. She's a comedian. And she said, can something like, can COVID be over? Cause I'm tired of like working on myself. I'm tired of doing the inner work. I'm tired, like, tired of working on myself. Cause everyone was kind of just stuck at home and like, what do I do? Well, I guess I'm alone with my thoughts. <laughs> But I think there's this point where, you know, you're alone with your thoughts and you've been alone and you're kind of like, okay, I'm at the point of boredom. And then once you're past that point of boredom, you're like, okay, maybe I should do some self-reflection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's just, it's that Even kind if of you like don't want to, it's thought. almost like it comes up unexpectedly and you really have no choice. Yeah, exactly. I think it's there's like that sweet spot when you're like beyond boredom where a lot of people can get that kind of like, okay, actually, and now if I take a look at my life, what do I want, you know, and how do I get to that point? Mm -hmm. All right, so the third question I have is, has any of the emotional overwhelm or the trauma from this last year uh, played a role in how you're looking at your goals? So you kind of touched on it by saying you're trying to be more sustainable, but I guess what I'm, I'm getting at is, um, how are emotions coming into play with how you're viewing this year coming up? Well, I think, I mean, I'm not going to be the only person to say this, but I definitely had periods of time when we were locked, locked down where emotions were kind of going a little bit up and down, especially in the first lockdown. It was sort of like, I remember for some reason, I can't remember what I was watching. I just like burst into tears. And then I think the fear... The, the the fear of the unknown that everybody experienced at that period of time where you were kind of watching the news and you know it was kind of 
it was really depressing to watch. It was just like every day it'd be, okay, X amount of people have died or X amount of people are, or hospitals are overcrowded. And it's like, it got to the point where I couldn't even watch the news because it made me too sad to watch the news. And um, I think, you know, a lot of people have, have kind of ridden that Corona coaster throughout 2020. So coming into 2021, um, with a fresh perspective, you know, there have been some pretty um, uh, big jumps in terms of vaccines and stuff. But I think in terms of goal setting, it's definitely, it's definitely made me more emotional when it comes to setting the goals, like thinking about, you know, kind of what we were talking about before, like, you know, maybe in order to achieve the goals that I'm setting myself for the year for both the C word and personally and as a fusion maybe I need to be like okay today is one of those days where I'm feeling down I just I won't be I won't be working towards the goal today I'll take a time out I'll go have a walk I'll go try a yoga session and and clear my mind and I think it's definitely last year has definitely made me realize that it's okay when you're stressed to just take a back seat and you know, I think there's a kind of a lot of a lot of women and a lot of men as well who who find it difficult to do that and and you know mm-hmm. you know put too much pressure on themselves so that they can't feel that they can take a back seat when it comes to their emotions and therefore their own goals. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely think that's something I'm going to be taking into this year. I think what you you hit the nail on the head when you just said that it's it really what. I guess the lesson that should have been learned, if anything, was to really pay attention to your emotional life, to really yeah. listen in to that, to that part of you that is innate, because emotions are innate in us, and to um, not force yourself to suppress them, de- defend against them, and, you know, just trudge ahead. It, that's really what causes so much dysfunction. So, like, trust me, I, I think, like, when COVID first started, started I, I shut down for like a whole week and just made TikToks I was just like writing funny TikTok <laughs> I was like so I was trying to defend against it with a comedy you know and that, was, that was my coping mechanism for sure and um and then I, you know at the end of the week I was like okay now it's time to cry and I just needed to kind of I needed to let myself go through the process and not you know guilt myself for okay why haven't I cried yet there are people dying or why am I not feeling scared yet well I was, I just wasn't allowing myself to feel it and I knew Mm -hmm. it. So I just needed to pay attention to what was going on and not shame myself or feel guilty for how I was, you know, going through things. And I think going forward, more people are, are more in tune with their emotions because they were forced to to slow down and, and be stuck with them. Like, not that they're not stuck with them all the time, but actually stuck with them to the point where they're like an alarm clock and eventually they're going to start hearing it, you know? Yeah. I do. Interesting that you talk about shame, to be honest. Honestly, I feel like I could talk about shame for years. So I says I feel so many people and guilt as well, just, you know, maybe avoid doing avoid doing certain things because they feel shameful about mm-hmm. either not being able to achieve it or or, you know, not being able to, to do something a certain way. And I think especially with things like goals where you're you're kind of like setting yourself a bar to reach it's okay not to reach it mm-hmm. I think so shame is like yeah that's one of my favorite things to talk about 
So uh, I don't know if I I don't know if I put this in my original email to you, but my my boss, our, our founder, um, he's an emotions theorist, and so he was talking about emotions back decades ago before they were like mainstream and popular, and psychologists <laughs> were actually talking about them. He's always he's always been a step ahead, and um, so guilt and shame. One of the most one of the most kind of like freeing lessons I learned from him was that guilt and shame are not inherent in us biologically speaking they are emotions that are learned because we have the ability to speak a language and so as we developed as humans to speak and converse with each other over time shame developed to hold us accountable to other uh, to ourselves and guilt was developed to hold us accountable to others and those two things are not bad inherently like if no. you know that you're doing something that hurts someone drowning out your guilt or thinking that it's bad is actually you numbing your conscience. Same with shame. Like if you know you're not taking care of yourself and you're feeling shameful about it, it, it which is different from creating shame, like let's say about your body and the fact that you need one more inch off your waist versus maybe I need to be feeding myself better. Yeah. Like shame and guilt themselves are um, not the problem, but we've made them the problem because no one likes to feel. So then you yeah. have to set this goal and you think that you um, want to achieve it, but wanting to want something and wanting something are two very different things. For sure. And if you're not willing to to risk, you know, let's say like it's karaoke, getting up and just singing in front of everyone, but the pain of the shame is too much, but you're missing out on, you know, your best friend said, get up, let's do a duet. I want to sing Aretha Franklin like right now. You missed out on a memory that could have stuck with you for a lifetime and an experience that would have been just full of joy and just fun. And you did that because you you were trying to avoid the pain of shame. And that's just a tiny little goal. Imagine how we do that on a big scale with things yeah, and what we I miss mean, out on. I love, I love his kind of way of looking at it. It's just a refreshing way of looking at it like that. But yeah, I mean, it's absolutely right. And I think on that same about page where, that I was reading where you were talking about what C, the C word meant to the individual, you you were you know, really honing that the magazine is like, we don't, we are not okay with people being shamed. We are not okay with you being a shamer. Yeah. And those things are like one of my pet peeves too, when people play other people's conscience or when yeah. they tell them how they should or shouldn't be. Yeah. And I think that's what then creates the reasons why some people don't go after their goals because people have created that shame in them or that guilt in them for the wrong reasons. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like I said, I could talk about it for ages because I think there's just, like, the psychology behind it is so interesting. Um, mm -hmm. and, and especially, you know, in our topic that we're talking about in relation to goals. And, yeah, there's just, you know, I just don't believe that. I know, we could be here for hours. I just feel like I just don't believe that people should ever be shamed or made to feel ashamed. Um for who they are and what they write and and what they set their goals to be even though if that shame is coming from themselves um, and not from mm -hmm. somebody exterior to that like people are quite hard on themselves sometimes and um anyway I digress no I love it no you're good <laughs> it's all about you you can talk as long as you want but that made me kind of have an, uh, an idea for not a question that like I had originally thought to ask you but you said that if you weren't able to find content out there that expressed or told the stories of certain groups of people, and um, what we do at Truth Map is we, we figure out like why people do what they do. That includes 
organizations and businesses and government entities and animals, like whatever it is, we kind of think we, we work on the why. So I think maybe shame plays a component, but why do you think now I, you know, at first it might just be service level that it just doesn't sell, but does that make the people who just, the publications who decided not to cover it greedy or what are, what are your thoughts on that? So, okay, the key word, we don't, we don't make any money at the moment. So we're completely like, the writers don't get paid, I don't get paid. Um, and, you know, the, the, the reason why I think that sometimes that is better is because it means that nothing that we publish is driven by finances. There's no, you know, there's no financial gain for publishing something. Whereas if you take like a legitimized publication, like say Vogue or, you know, something slightly more um granular like something like empire even like the music um, and film magazine like they 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 oh gosh i can't speak they sell advertising space they have you know affiliate deals i imagine with certain certain people and they they receive money for for posts and i think the more that money and finances come into play the more you can be led astray in sort of a way that somehow sometimes influences or I think actually the Kardashians might have admitted when they first started becoming influential on Instagram that they took on deals that they didn't necessarily believe in or that they didn't actually use and they advertised on their pages for you know products that they weren't using but they were being paid to advertise so I think as soon as those those kind of financial things come into play, your authenticity is slowly kind of gets slightly more diminished. Not always. I don't believe that this always happens. But I it's, just think it's a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. And, you know, I, we pride ourselves on being authentic and telling, like, authentic stories. And I think when there's no financial gain from that, sometimes that's actually a better thing. Having said that, I do really, really want to get finances to be able to pay the writers that write for us. But of course, well, hopefully you and I can 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 work out something because I think I think that you know we could. You're one of those people in the world that I just I would want to like. I want you on my team. I want to be on your team. You know, right, there are. <laughs> and I think one of so you you hit the nail on the head there when you said like when the finances come into play, it's a slippery slope. It's not always like that, but it does come down to what's the intention of the person prior to going into the situation in which now finances come into play. Because you, if you aren't strong in your moral certainty, if you aren't, you know, um, in that that stance of I do good for the world no matter what, you can be swayed. Even if you started off as a publication that had good intentions, but if you're strong in that you you can use it to your advantage which is why what we did with our platform was um we're only going to be working with businesses and publications and strategic partners that uh, align with our intentions and the way that the advertising model has happened in media publications and in social media is just it's like it's gone off the rails and so we we partner with people like you and with businesses, local businesses that are trying to grow to, to bring information uh, to the, to our users that, that is, gives them the, a means of sustainably uh, buying locally and conscientiously. And we don't charge those partners because uh, essentially we do cross promotion instead. And I think that 
what I've, you know, what my intention there was, you know, we do need to make money as a business and there's nothing wrong with that. I think no. a lot of times women feel a little bit, no, that's not like, wrong I don't want to charge, but we live in a capitalist society and until someone dismantles capitalism, which I believe will happen in the next century, maybe 150 years, we, we have to kind of work within it. And you, if you can't beat them, join them, but you can change from the inside out. So that's kind of why we created our business model in such a way that it, it gave information to users. It's not marketing to them. It's presenting them with the information they want. And that is local to them and only partners that they would want to align themselves with. Yeah, I think that's a really, like, it's a refreshing thing to hear because I think a lot of people don't do that. Um, And I mean, for me, that's that's an important thing. Like, I don't think I would ever want to work with brands on the CUR that I just didn't necessarily believe in personally. And it doesn't always have to be a personal thing. I think, you know, there are so many different brands that we would 100% want to work with. But things have changed, I think, in the last few years where... Maybe previously you'd work with a certain fashion brand and now because they're not as sustainable as other fashion brands out there that are also female-led, they're also amazing. If you had the two in a room, we would probably choose the more mm. sustainable one, even if it was lesser known, because mm-hmm. that's an important value for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that the, the approach to to business going forward is, um, and I think we saw a lot of this with the restaurants, you know, being shut down and stuff. It's local. It really is. We kind of have to get back to that, that old school way of thinking because, um, it's kind of gotten out of hand in terms of, you know, these large corporations and stuff. And I think publications as well. I mean, the Washington post is owned by Jeff Bezos. Really? Should, I was just going to bring up Amazon. Should the richest businessman in the world own a media publication no um I've I mean I was just going to say that actually with Amazon I've consciously in my personal life because I buy a lot of books I've consciously avoided because Amazon is great here in the UK in terms of the quick delivery but is that enough of a reason like not really and so um yeah I've consciously started to buy from used bookshops online as opposed to new books from Amazon even if it takes mm-hmm. five working days more time to get to me. But he I should not he should not be have free reign to own a publication on top of Amazon. I didn't know that. I know. I thought that was very interesting when I found that out too. I think you kind of already answered number four, which was, you know, how has this last year affected your motivational landscape? Not necessarily about whether it's made you more fired up to reach the goals or woe is me that you can't, but more about how the same goal you might now have has a different reason or motive for why you're trying to achieve it. But I think you really, you spoke to that when you were saying that like um, the idea with the, with the publication was to do something that was a passion project and to pursue more of the things this year goal-wise that fed you rather than, you know, what you thought you should be driving or striving for. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, when we talk about motivation, um, it, you know, the motivation to kind of spread the word about us really comes from, you know, telling other people's stories and, and, and kind of it, it kind of spreading that word about certain topics, whether it's anxiety, you know, we've got articles on OCD, thin lockdown, um, you know, well, a lot of wellness articles and, and, and a lot of stuff that actually I believe would truly help 
a lot of different women from different circumstances. Um, mm -hmm. That, I mean, that motivates me to keep going personally and the professional side because if people weren't reading that content and if people weren't writing that content, there wouldn't be a need for that content. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's so true. So, um, what do you what do you think the publication would would be like in five years, or maybe what you wished it would be like in five years? Oh gosh, the, the I know. Maybe we'll, we'll drop it down to three. Uh, yeah, five is a long time. Um, <laughs> three. Uh, you know what? I think top of the priority list is uh, to, to pay the writers. So I've actually started a crowdfunder, which goes live in two days. Um, oh okay give me all the info we'll post it on all our stuff oh cool thank you um I definitely will yeah so we're it's just a kind of crowdfunder mainly to pay writers and also spread the word um and then um I think I I would quite like to start um memberships um if that was something that we could do in three years time um we also really want to start a podcasting arm um called confession sessions where we'd have guests and they'd have to confess the secret that they've never told oh, anyone i like that so, idea i know i've been wanting to do it for so I want long to be a guest. oh yeah you're more than welcome to be a guest i mean we're <laughs> going to try it out this weekend so we'll see how it goes um but there's just so many things that we want to touch base on we did a summer series in the kind of all during august where because festivals weren't happening um there were so many kind of women and men, to be honest, who were kind of out of the job, musicians, comedians, you know, um, and, and we just thought, why don't we create an online kind of Instagram gig space for those people? So I think we'll definitely bring that back this year. And I think it would be something we'd want to continue every year for however okay. long we're going. So in three years, maybe that's a physical event rather than it being an online um an online kind of mini festival I guess it would be so cool to it for it actually to be a festival because some of the artists we had were so amazing so yeah I think I think those I mean they're quite big things but hopefully in three years they're all in the world I think you can achieve them and I think you have good intentions for why you want to do them you know so you're not um you're not focused on, you know, why the, how the goals could benefit you or what pain you could avoid with the goals. Personally, you're, you're focused on how you can heal, heal people by sharing their stories and their experiences. And a lot of what goal achievement is about is making sure you're setting the goals for the right reasons in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's an element of, like I said at the beginning, there's an element of catharsis for me in terms of those goals and, you know, having them kind of attuned to other people's stories as well. Um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think um, I wanted to, what's, what's funny you said the secret confessions things, cause that's like my, that's my job. Basically people confess <laughs> secrets to me all the time, Great. but essentially what, you know, what I do in, in all my coaching and my, and my work with people is, you know, they tell me, what it is that's paining them, aching them, or what it is that they're stuck in, or they can't get let go of. And, and really what it comes down to is um, we don't just have secrets from others. We even have secrets from ourselves. And so the idea of letting people uh, speak them into existence 
also validates that experience in their own head. It's very, very, like you said, cathartic. It helps people let go of those things. The, and, and a lot of the times, um, or all of the time, the reason why someone keeps, keeps those things secret from themselves and from others is shame motivated. And it's funny because it's, it's interesting. It's like, why would we want to save face with ourselves? Mm -hmm. Right? Like we're the only people that exists inside and yet we still get embarrassed within our own selves. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I love that it all comes back to what we were talking about before. Like it all comes back to like inner shame and, and, and being in a society mm -hmm. that shames you for certain things. Um, it's just, it's so interesting to talk about. And so, you know, I'd, although the kind of premise for that podcast is to confess something that you've never told anyone, it can be, I love the fact that that can be something that is inherently personal or that could literally be I stole a sweet from a shop when I was six you know there's that the kind of mm -hmm. bandwidth of what that secret such can be range. is yeah such a huge range mm -hmm. that there's an element you can have it light-hearted but you can also have it very serious mm -hmm. it's definitely going to make for really good content people like you know they like that kind of stuff mostly because it kind of gives them the um the bravery to to do the work on the inside you know oh well if she was able to speak about that experience and actually that's very similar to what I experienced it's easier for people to kind of come to terms with those things exactly and I think the the, the last thing I wanted to talk about was um what's so funny is the the idea the more I think about how many words start with c the more I realize how many powerful words start it's with crazy c. and it's not it's crazy. And it's not like I'm going to, like, I, I've sat here and I thought, okay, how many powerful words start with F and D and like M, whatever, but it just feels like there are so many important words that start with C. One of them being the beginning of our acronym at our company, which is um, love is CBI, committed benevolent interest. And essentially that's what our formula for love is, is, you know, it starts with having a commitment to the ongoing kindness towards and being good for uh, another and you have to have an interest in that so like having an interest in that commitment to being benevolent to others which is essentially just having a love-based agenda which I think is it forms the basis for everything else like it forms the basis for celebration when there's love there's celebration when there's love there's connection when there's love there's community yeah. and really you know I think a lot of people this year are embracing with all the turmoil going on in the world, I think love is being embraced more, yeah. but there's still so much word shyness around it. There is definitely word shyness around it because I think a lot of people associate it with romantic relationships. You know, there's the whole kind of concept of like mm -hmm. the L word, have they, have they popped the L word? But, you know, there's so many different types of love. There's, you know, friendship, there's family, there's romantic, but mm -hmm. you kind of immediately associate it maybe with romantic love rather than all of the other different types of love that exist. Mm -hmm. I started using um, ICDIU uh, for like sign offs and telling friends how much I care about them. You know, obviously the ones that understand the definitions or, or know <laughs> it, but it's, what it really does. <laughs> otherwise, they're like, hmm? <laughs> it's like, that's a long acronym. I don't understand it. But really what it really does is it removes that word shyness and it gives people like a formula for showing up better in the world. Because, you know, how high is your commitment to your coworker who is depending on you to get this project done with them? 
how high is your benevolence to um, your sibling, you know, and, and how high is your interest in what's going on in your family? When was the last time you asked your dad about his childhood or uh, connected with your mother about something that might be painful to her or even just, you know, being interested in what her story is and, or you have a, you know, just that you can even go as far as like my parents were missionaries. They had a committed benevolent interest in complete and utter strangers. You can, you can love complete strangers, yeah. you know? And so the, the idea that it starts with the C and that your thing was the C word mag, that was just like, after I read that, I was like, I'm done. Like, I want to talk to this girl, whoever else founded this publication. It's I love a good it. connection. It is a good connection. <laughs> oh my gosh, we could we could do this know, all day. Right? I'm I'm gonna start. I'm gonna literally be sending emails and be like, wait, and this word starts with C, and this word starts. With C. <laughs> You're like, this girl is crazy. She won't no, stop. No, I love it. Me. I love it. You can be like my thesaurus. <gasps> I love it. Okay. So, oh, actually a CBI it. Mm. So I want you to, to close us out with maybe some words of wisdom and some information about how people can find you, where you want them to go. And, um, and then once you send me that, go the crowdfunding thing, I'll let people know where to go to get that on our platforms too. I guess honest I would want people to go to the website more than anything else because our social channels are great don't get me wrong but you know Instagram is polluted with some pictures of dogs in warm clothing with sunglasses and the website Mm -hmm. is less populated with that kind of content and has much more of the um interesting articles um so if you want to find us find us on the cwordmag.co.uk um also, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. Um, have I missed one? I don't know if I've missed one. Facebook um, and all the usuals. Um, but yeah, if you want to get in touch and you want to write for us, um, our email address is plastered all over our website. So we're always wanting more contributors. Mm-hmm. And if anybody just wants to chat, that's also great. Love that too. Awesome. All right, perfect. So I will put all the information to like uh, on the podcast content below, like written out and also on the app underneath it with the text description for this um, audio file. So people should be able to just click the link and go to your website and stuff. Hopefully we can send some, some foot traffic Amazing. your way. And uh, yay. Thank I'm so much, excited. Holly. Thank you for being one of our first guests. Oh, my pleasure. Honestly. This went a lot better than I expected. I thought I was going to like have dry mouth and not be able to be like, ah, like not be able to speak. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've just been looking at my hair the whole time thinking, God, I look like I've got really, really terrible hair. So I'm so sorry about that. First of all, you don't. Second of all, that's shame. What? Stop it. Your hair is beautiful, oh, honestly. It looks a bit like Monica from Friends when they go to Barbados. Love it. I have extensions in. Honestly, like my hair is about this short. Oh, I would never. Like that's my real hair right here, and then that's not. But honestly, this is like my um, this is like my safety blanket. I just feel like I feel like a a lion out of a mane. You know, I've had extensions in for years, but really, that's it's shame driven because I just felt like my short hair just wasn't pretty enough, and it took a long time for me to accept it. But now I'm like I'm too far deep. I'm like two years on Instagram with long hair. If I chop it off, I'm gonna have to pretend like oh I got a haircut. Just take them all out and just empower yourself and just walk down the street where you don't know anyone with just no extensions. Yes, I can just yeah, my extensions. Them around. <laughs> 
Honestly, not ready for that yet. Maybe two oh, more years. I'll be ready for it. Go. I like it. That's my 20. Maybe that'll be oh, my yeah. 2021 goal. Oh, dang. You're challenging me. I, that's not you. I'm supposed to challenge people. People don't challenge. I like this. All, about All right, people. Emily. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I think you and I will catch up a little bit after this, if you wouldn't mind, but I'm going to hit stop now and hopefully everybody got something from this little conversation.